Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Here in L.A., because there's free testing centers now, I've heard that it's like, you can go, you can schedule, but just be prepared to sit in some traffic. Like, there's like two-hour waits, basically. You get there, and there's two-mile-long lines. So you're yeah. You're in your car the whole time. It's just a cheek swab. Nobody stabs your brain. That's nice. Here. And it's all it's all uh, Sean Penn's company that's that has set this up. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it turns out uh, I'm negative. So it's the only time I've been really sad about not being having negative. A, yeah, about being negative. Um, to our listeners, I uh, found out that my doctor's office was offering antibody testing. And I had been around in mid-February around a big group of people that a few weeks later ended up being really, really sick. Uh, I didn't have symptoms. A lot of them all did. So I thought maybe I was a good candidate. So did the doctor and the test results came back negative and I'm sad. I wanted that. I wanted that Rona so I could maybe have some antibodies. Ooh, yeah. You wanted, you're like, I won't give him a plasma, bitch. It's totally. I, I mean that, especially because they're, they're finding that that can re- really help people with immune problems who mm-hmm. are not fighting it off. Like it can give them right. like this super boost. Right. People who are super sick. You're but, basically uh, like your your plasma, if you have the antibodies, is basically like the juice cleanse for the yes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just breaking it down for people who might not get what we're saying. You know, you what might I mean? not totally get it. I just, I also just want a little bit of my plasma floating around in someone else's body, and then they get like oh. these weird new ticks. Sort of, no, no, like- exactly. That's totally fucking. I just was actually reading, uh, and then we'll introduce ourselves. But I learned this. Really interesting thing because I've been doing uh, uh, a like new modality training and there's some Chinese medicine and acupressure uh, points, but specifically when people get platelet donation, blood donation, and they get someone else's blood, you that can like carry memories from that person into your body. Oh God, it's so cool and weird. And and yes, when people get entire heart transplants, their personalities have been known to change or yeah, it turns out dislikes. Turns out I got the heart of a Karen. Who would have known? <laughs> no! Oh my god. Well, you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. Sadly, 
no coronavirus antibodies in the system. I'm still a virgin. <laughs> Are you like technically like a COVID, like a quarantine virgin too, in a way? Yes. This is like the only time in my life, Andrea, I'm being forced into celibacy. Yeah. I'm not yeah. learning anything. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, I was like, God, if we ever get sponsors or when we get sponsors, I was like, we probably should like, there's, there's some personal massager companies I would like to invest in us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please something. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I know you can order this stuff online. I just haven't even, I haven't crossed that bridge of loneliness yet where I'm like, here we go ordering the the dingle dongles sure the dingle dongles hey man i have i own a dingle dongle and i'm a i'm a married woman with a hot body next to me at mo most days i know i i think i'm like so scared once i turn to the robots i'll never go back i think i'm blowing a fuse hey man some people just choose to live in the matrix for a reason you know you got that joey <laughs> pans eating that delicious steak it's better than that fucking <laughs> oatmeal mush that they get in the real world am i right guys yeah whatever that is it looks like the paleo diet i don't know <laughs> just like paleo mush or like yeah. keto mush yeah it definitely comes out of a, a a line it's like a pipe it's fed in through a pipe as i recall you know what that's a great movie to be watching right about now just just to <laughs> i think kind of like get a get a clearer vision of what the future is going to look and feel like and maybe that could be like how restaurants are now just plug me in and serve me a steak yeah and that's Liquid how we'll steak. make our money that's how Liquid we're gonna steak. get the restaurant industry back on its feet i love this we are brainstorming priceless ideas <laughs> oh god headlines headlines it is just the wildest stuff happening out there. Uh, we posted on Instagram a few days ago a story that dropped on CNN and I'm sure is circulating as a feel-good moment, you know, which I at first was inclined to be like, oh, that's so great. And then I was like, wait a minute. But uh, basically, a restaurant opened its doors in Texas uh, for service in whatever version of the restaurant they had to reconfigure. Um, basically, a fat cat person was like, all right, I can sit down in a restaurant again. And he ordered very fancy, uh, like, you know, $200 worth of dinner and then was like, charge everything again. Put everything on there again. You know, I don't want it. Just put it on there again. So this is what he did, right? And then, you know, one of the servers is like, uh, that usually looks like, you know, like I have to ask if I can double charge and let me clear it with the manager and blah, blah, blah. So basically he did something where he was like, I want my check to actually be $600, even though I don't want $600. Charge me double. Charge, charge me double, even though I, I only ate for one person or whatever. And then he... <laughs> Then he left a $1,300 tip with like, like some of this is for your staff and some of this is, you know, it, I know like the idea that a $1,300 tip sounds 
phenomenal, but I was struggling with the idea that it's like, where was this person, you know, if he cared so much about the restaurant and wanted it to do well, to me, it's this like privilege of like, yeah, I'll give you the money when I get what I need and what I want, when I can have my version of the experience. Sure. I mean, yeah, I think though, but I don't think that that guy... Maybe he did give money I don't, or this person did. I'm just saying, and I, I totally get where you're coming from. And I do think it's like, right. because because basically what we're really getting to is that like restaurants shouldn't be fucking open for people that, to come in and sit down and eat at. Right. Well, and that's the point. Like, Right. He's like, here's $1,300 because I really appreciate you guys risking your safety, which is like right there to me. But to right. me, that's the disconnect of like, right. well, then take this money and take this privilege and be a voice for restaurants. I mean, maybe this person has been, but I think it's more about CNN immediately circulating like these feel good, like, see, it's going to be great for the workers because money's more important than right. health and safety. Right. I mean, I have a friend who is working in Omaha and went back to work and said he was actually, he, he was actually really relieved and happy to be at work, but no way does he condone restaurants being open does that make sense so yes. it is this really fucked up double-edged sword coming from patrons and and staff members and owners i really think it is because it's like people love their jobs people love owning their restaurants people love going out to eat and they want to help and if it's you know people going out to eat, they're like well it's open and i'm told i should support them so here's what i'm doing and i'm gonna go even further to do it yeah it's fucked up because it shouldn't, none of this should be happening in the first place, you know? So the blame needs That's to go where, to what's happening at the top. And then, well, well, you right. know. And I'm, I, I am not trying to make it about like whoever this person is, is like, what, what a flaming asshole. I think it's just, there's so much that, like we say, people in general who are served don't understand totally the nature. We are like, like, it's like, here, little grubbies, come on out. I got some crispy hundreds totally. for you. I do know? think, and absolutely. I do think it's strange to be like, charge me twice. I do think that's strange. But like, I would also just, or just like lay it out or just be like, or tip that extra money on top of a tip and then just be like, hey, you know, is it, I don't know. It is weird. Or just leave cold, hard cash on the table. Just that's, like, the, <laughs> that's just it too, is that, you know, what one of our friends um, pointed out too, that it's like, anything over a certain amount of money being added as a tip is looked at sometimes by Credit companies cards. as yeah like a mistake um and they will maybe go back dispute it they might not even see it so it's like hey right. if y'all are gonna be overly nice to staff in restaurants right now cash cash, 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 cash baby cash for sure cash 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 can we jump into this other fucking headline we were going to talk about also yeah. in Texas? Um, so this one coming to you live from Dallas, right? So there's companies that are putting their own like spin on your safety precautions as they reopen. So specifically, there are companies out there that saying like face masks aren't really like their brand and they it's don't not, really want, it's, but it's yeah. not like for us which is fucking crazy. And they're like, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to work here. Oh, I don't understand how, but there are guidelines that are Put made. Out. Right. So like, okay. So here's the thing, like, like <sighs> staying safe from a deadly pandemic isn't really our brand. 
that's just kind of not what we do here. It's like, but you're not father's office who screams at you if you ask for ketchup. Great. French fries. I guarantee father's office is going to play by the fucking rules also. Dude, it's you know, and but for the for the uh, for the listeners, Father's Office is a delicious hamburger place here in LA. That it's just a known thing. There's no ketchup. Fuck you. It's Zero substitutions. Elite. You get what you get, and you'll fucking like it. Which is like now that's a restaurant should just be from now on. Anyway, you're gonna go out to eat. Guess what? No substitutions. What? I can't hear you. I have a mask on my face. I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Even, even though I know that all the new stuff, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't, it's not covering your ears. What? I, yeah. huh? Sorry, so I'm not allowed to be near you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I, and, and this, but this is above and beyond where it didn't name the restaurant. It said in Dallas. Right. And I want to do some research because I would like to start making some calls because this is the one that we should really be mad about this headline because this yeah. is just full on negligence. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. You're it's not allowed to like, right. That's what it is. You're not allowed to be outside like as a, as just a citizen in most places without a mask, you're not allowed entry into businesses, um, post office, you name it. And then why? So this to me is like, okay, this is when you're talking about the dickhead shitty owners or managers coming back with a vengeance, doubling down on already being like, you know, just giant anuses and, and putting everyone's health it's like oh, i'm sorry are you taking anyone's temperature what right. is your I, of course they wouldn't be if they don't even well, i think do- they're what they're doing is they're taking temperature on like whether whether or not their servers look hot or not you know and <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you what in their eyes a, a, a face mask is a real boner shrinker i think is what they're saying Oh, it's, I know. I mean, Whereas in my world, it's like, things have never been more exciting. <laughs> What's under the mask? What's, What's under, under that mask? mask? <laughs> but no, seriously. I mean, seriously. That is, it's fucking crazy. Plus, it's like, there's going to be, and there already is, think about how fun, much fun you as a restaurant could have with your specifically designed face masks that are like color coordinated with whatever you're wearing. You know, and that you can have fun slogans like it's like lean into it, wear them for solidarity, wear them for safety, for God's sake, because obviously people coming in to eat in a restaurant aren't wearing masks. You can't eat and drink. Yeah. So where's where's the barrier? You know, and when you do like the variable here is that the staff is the one who risks the most exposure with the turnover and you like it doesn't matter. You have to get close to people when yep. you put their food down. Absolutely. You have to. There's no it's, way. And there's no so way. I just it. don't get this. I'm it's fucking crazy. People are so stupid. Also, I was thinking the other day that we there should start being like new kitchen and like front of staff, back of house, or sorry, front of house, back of house, like mm-hmm. lingo, like baseball signals, like secret signals that the staff has to be like, there's a, there's a Karen, I'm making a crude comment with my hand right now, just everybody, there's a fucking Karen in there or whatever we say, or could be nice too. I just think we should come up with some fun new hand signals for restaurants to use since you can't use your mouth. On the rugs. You have to like, just spread your fingers and do like Karen bangs. She's coming. She's coming. You're out. 
are we talking even about like bringing in like a bunch of kids into a restaurant and letting them run around? Is that something that's happening right now? It's yes. Yes, of course, Andrea, of course, because there are cities and states where nobody and from the top, you know, top down where they are from took it seriously to begin with, you know, so (sighs) it's a lot. It's a lot. And all these states uh, and cities are seeing their cases double. It's spiking. They haven't flattened their curve and everyone is going out to eat and it makes me scared for servers. All right, you guys. Well, it's time for some listeners. Andrea reads some of the press release that Tyler gave us from his restaurant opportunity center for music city, which is Nashville. Um, but they put out a press release last Friday with their intentions and awareness. They want to bring to governors, mayors, um, with a program called safer at work. So Andrea is going to read a few finer points that we could all learn from. Way to go, Tyler. So, yeah. So, as Brooke was saying, um, this is what Tyler sent us. So, this is um, Rock ROC Music City. So, Restaurant Opportunity Centers United is what Rock stands for. Um, So, of the organization's recent formation and campaign launch, launch, co-founder and tenure veteran of the service industry, Hayden Smith, said the pandemic has exposed a lot of cracks in our system and people in situations working hourly and low-wage jobs are always the first to fall through them. So we realize the only way that we can be protected is through solidarity, solidarity and protecting each other. This is why we started our Safer at Work campaign to ensure workplaces are safe for all of us when we return. Which is amazing. Like, yes, absolutely. Starting a movement, making sure everybody's aware of their rights. Like everybody on the same page and demanding this. This is how change and movement start. Um, so in the lead up to the May Day press conference, which is what we talked to Tyler about last week, um, ROC Music City has engaged with workers in a few ways in order to grow their base and learn from their members. So workers were surveyed regarding PPE, um, workers' compensation, and continued unemployment in an effort to understand what they believe to be the most beneficial measures toward ensuring their safety when returning to work. Exactly, so is which is like, hey. Yeah. Since you're the person who's going to be doing this job, how about we get some input from you? Right. Novel idea. Almost as novel as this coronavirus. Uh, um, A petition to leverage the mayor and governor was circulated demanding that workers be allowed to remain on unemployment until public health officials and experts have deemed it safe to return to work which is huge. That right there is the mic drop sentence because that's the part that everyone's being willfully ignorant toward. Mm -hmm. Um, And then towards this effort, ROC MC will be taking steps to remove restaurants from the phase one of reopening plans. They believe there's no way to properly ensure social distancing measures in full service setting, nor is there a set enforcement mechanism to ensure compliance with city guidelines, leaving restaurant employees at greater risk of contracting COVID-19. Yes, absolutely. 100%. We will, um, we will post this 
on our uh, Instagram for you guys to read. And just so if you're starting to collaborate with coworkers or starting Facebook meetup groups for improved um, working environments beyond COVID-19, because I feel like we should just start, like I said, start demanding more in general, because now's a chance to reshape and rephase this whole thing. But the most important thing is your safety at this moment. Yeah. So this is pretty badass. Totally. And while um, ROC MC Music City, which I think Rock Music City is like the funnest. Sorry. I find a lot of fun in that name. Um, It's way fun. Perfect, right? So this is a newer chapter that they have formed since all of this has started. But ROC in general, which is, again, the Restaurant Opportunity Center United, was formed in 2001 as a resource assist uh, for restaurant workers affected by 9-11. So, and how it affected restaurants then and has since continued in the spirit aiding restaurant workers in their fight to better the industry for all. So this is a great organization. And just another one to add on, just another drop in the fucking bucket of all the organizations trying to band together to help protect workers. Um, I honestly think rock like paired with one fair wage would be like, is like, it's like my dream mashup right now for everybody. (laughs) Well, Good Lord, I certainly have enough hours in the day to, you know, to at least maybe connect some dots. Maybe we can be those people. Who knows? Um, yeah. For right now, Maybe though, first too- fair wages next. You know, I think it's all going to coalesce. Exciting. Yeah. And I mean, it's exciting and fucking scary, but it gives me the feels. Like, even talking about this and, like, reading it is, like, giving me goosebumps. So I I feel that it is my life's work being presented before me to connect them through social media and walk away. (laughs) I'll set up the meet cute. And then there's like so many broken microphones in Brooke's apartment right now. She just keeps dropping them everywhere. And Brian's like, Brian's like, don't break, don't break another mic. And so anyway, (laughs) these are expensive. Um, And everyone, please, you can go to roc-united.org to start learning more about restaurant opportunity centers and what you can do to um, begin a local chapter. Oh, Andrea, um, you know what time it is. Oh, Brooke, could it be time for some server submitted? Server submitted stories? Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. All right. So we are back at the unnamed 4 a.m. Chicago bar. And this is a daytime story, which I love. Okay, so she goes on. If there weren't any sports on, no one was in this bar before 2 a.m. unless they were lost. One weekend afternoon, a tall gentleman came in alone, hat pulled down low. The bartender thought he looked familiar, but he didn't want to be that guy, you know? He made friendly conversation, but mostly tried to leave the customer alone. He was the only customer in the bar for about two hours. As the night went on, people started to filter in. The bartender could sense the guy's unease with the growing crowd. When he closed his tab, he told him he was welcome to leave out the back door if he'd like, so as to avoid walking through the newly formed crowd. The customer nodded in appreciation and thanked him. Then the bartender couldn't help himself. As the customer stepped out, the bartender asked if the guy wouldn't mind doing one thing for him. The customer nodded, and the bartender asked, will you say it just once? The guy grinned and said, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, as he tipped his hat and walked away. Yep, yes. It was just as the bartender had suspected. It was Bruce Willis. It was Bruce Willis. I do like, though, that it's just like, we just say it, that that's the line and that he knows. Like, that's fun. 
What what if what if he said like another line from a movie that he, where he's like, I've been dead the whole time? He's yeah. like, No, not that one. What if, yeah, totally. What if he just did a monologue from Moonlighting? <laughs> I know. I love Which it. Come into. on. Oh, what Bruce. People, what people actually don't know is that this 4 a.m. shithole bar that with amazing memories. I a shithole maybe, but that's what it's been painted it's as a shithole. Very, very divey. Um, is actually the model uh, that Bruce Willis then took to his celebrity business partners to form Planet Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I still I still have such fond memories of uh, Slugfest. I think twenty morning of twenty seventeen when we watched Die Hard. Oh and yeah, ate, and ate your meatballs. Yeah. Should we talk about, so Slugfest, if you guys want to know what Burke's talking about, is uh, there's a tradition at my house on New Year's Day where we're very hungover. I make like two giant meals. Uh, we watch a lot of America's Funniest Home Videos, and we usually watch a triple feature of some sort. And we and all most- lay down on mattresses and blankets and pillows all day. Yep. Everyone like brings soft things. You you pull mattresses off beds and bring them out in the middle of the floor and you just lay in blankets and eat yeah, with each kinda, other. You kind of just fart in front of each other all day. It's glorious. I love Brian Slugfest. Brian and I were just saying, we we're just like, we we're like, every day is kind of Slugfest now if you want it to be, but we haven't done one yet. Uh, yesterday was a Slugfest. I, I had a tough therapy session. Um, Cause I just, yesterday I shorted out the whole, the, the, this whole thing, just just, pandemic just flipped my switch. The the motherboard just went kazooey. It went kazooey. And I was like, Brooks out of here. And it was blanket time by like 2 PM, had a few drinks, fell asleep for four hours. I Um, do love the, like the visual of you being like, Brooks fucking out. And you just like parachute into a, like under a blanket. I just it was so sad like when the when it's just like bright and sunny and we're just out and you're like goodbye I can't it's okay I'm much better today but uh, all right you guys uh we love you send us stories no one's doing that stories. luckily we have this huge epic story which it's so weird how things are just falling into place like we needed all this content and yet and here we are but yes like Brooke said send us server submitted stories <laughs> All right, you guys, we are back with part two of our interview with Tom Sigsby, chatting karaoke. Enjoy. Um, so, you know, talking to Tom about his bar and uh, and that small business being in trouble. He also own, he also owns another small business, um, which is a karaoke company. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also in trouble. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, this is like our first introduction to each other. Um, me, you and I, I mean, obviously we have Sam, that's how we know each other, but I first knew you as a karaoke DJ yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Um, and that's how Brooke met you as well. Truth. So, I, it, it's yeah. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you met me, uh, as a I'm karaoke not, customer. I'm it's not, not me at my best. It's not me at my best. I'm going to be honest. Disagree. Actually, Brooke and I, like, I think our, friendship truly bonded we were truly bonded at through karaoke mm-hmm. uh, back in chicago in the day um, the, blue, the blue frog the blue frog, blue frog. yeah what, what was, was that the, what was the shitty uh carol's carol's pub oh carol's, carol's? great hidden cove mm-hmm. was awful Friar. oh but we we yeah. loved the hidden cove her her oh, after her wedding after party was at the hidden cove yeah I probably went there, you know, same as, as the bar we currently own. I probably went there 30 plus times before I figured out how it connected to anything. 
<laughs> yeah, and and I actively listen. We we don't even. All I can say is I would hang out there so much. I finally broke down and started eating food Ooh. from their kitchen. Oh, this like old, it tasted like old fryer grease for sure. I think no breaded mushrooms. Anyway, anywho's that's so that is like kind of on point. I love that we're already going there to like our favorite karaoke bars. I'm like, why did we even go there? I mean, yeah. yes, of course I'm going to frequent a 4 a.m. seven day a week karaoke bar in my twenties in Chicago. Yep. Of course I'm going to do that. To the point where like we would get there before it was the 2 a.m crowd came in right. and there'd be people who just got off their like shift at the hospital like singing in scrubs you know yeah. um but i if, if you're a karaoke fan um and you like a karaoke bar that's what i want to chat about but tom how did you get into having your own business doing karaoke well, so I had a stretch, uh, the aforementioned jobs of working in the casino and then at the little kid's clothing store. I didn't work for a really long time. And uh, my friends gave me a really hard time that like, I was really doing a ton of research by singing a lot of karaoke and being friends with a lot of bar regulars. But as it turns out, that's exactly what I was doing. Um, so I, this is probably eight years ago, was just singing way too much. And one of the hosts uh, needed a cover once and so I popped in and then that turned into a recurring gig I got another job for the person that I that I worked for worked a little bit and, and kind of felt that I was putting more into it than I was getting back so I made an offer to to buy the person out we ended up having like a mostly amicable amicable split um, of our companies I took one of the venues with me um, so basically I owned all the songs, I owned all the equipment, I'd go into the place and would set it up once a week. Then that would turn into private gigs, that eventually turned into a second gig, which turned into a third gig, which turned into a second set of gear, which turned into now, right before closures, we had seven weekly nights that we were doing. Wow. I know, you know, we, Andrea and I were absolutely gunning to, you know, host one of those nights for yeah. you yeah. at some point. And th there, there still could be a future gig once uh, everyone stocks up in um, mic microphone condoms, which we're <laughs> definitely going to have to also develop. Like, let's just get the jump on that. That's been my, my post. Ryan's condoms could fit over a microphone. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> That's that's like that's like a Jeff Epstein penis, or no? Is that a Harvey Weinstein? Like there, it was described as egg shaped. The chodiest, the chodiest of all chodes. The chodiest of Burn, be good. Burn. That was a backfired joke on my part. It was. You shouldn't have said that. I love my penis. So I want to kind of hear. Uh, so many people don't know what what is like the cost to own the equipment in terms yeah. of downloads and rights for songs, even though you're just doing it in public, like what does it cost or is it just um, like sweat equity to, to get a really big song book? How does that go? So no, it's actually a ton of upfront. So anyone that's wanting to do this from scratch, um, which one of my former employees did, and I've also uh, given some advice to people that live in, in other States, cause I don't want to just like groom competitors. Um, but uh, is I suggest to them to either purchase like these large sets. There's some companies that sell like multiple discs or whatever you can license their catalog, or there's a couple streaming services that have a ton of sites and you just pay like a recurring monthly fee. Mm -hmm. I, I would never do that cause I've already got this large catalog, but um, the amount that I paid for the initial was large, but then we've just kind of, 
shop little little um little purchases every week i think it's a really nice thing for me i'm I'm 39 i don't listen to top 40 i don't really know any new music unless it like hits me in the head um and so that's something that's really nice with our weekly recurring gigs and at the variety variety of places we do them is our clientele is all over the place you know some some musical theater people some educators some people that just love new music and so they're always asking for new stuff and that's what keeps it fresh but it's nice because i'm spending like two to three dollars a song probably 10 songs a week and that's you know totally manageable and then eventually you get to the point where like my catalog's almost ten thousand unique songs now wow Um, i will say i'm so impressed by the amount of songs that you have oh thank you i appreciate that um but you know we're someone to outright purchase that you're talking a minimum of 20 to 30k you know Mm -hmm. um so i would never recommend to anyone to do that but that is something too that's uh a constant source of disappointment but at the same time is why i'm still in business is people wanting to play youtube or bring me their own tracks and that kind of stuff i have to legally purchase everything right um so so as far as even like producing my own making my own that kind of stuff um not not fully legal if i wanted to eventually down the line have a studio and talk to my friends that work at publishing and licensing that kind of stuff and actually pay the artists great you know great. um but yeah i'm not just gonna rip something and and take the vocals out and slap some lyrics up there it's uh it's not legal to do that it's not legal to pirate any music um ever kids well, ever well it, well i mean and and on a practical level friends of mine that are karaoke company owners or hosts have gotten sued by companies they're a company called sound choice that stopped producing mm. music years ago, but they were always the best and right. all of all of their music got pirated. They eventually stopped producing new music um, and ended up just pursuing litigation against these people. So one of one of my friends got sued for two million dollars, settled for like forty grand or something like that. Dude, karaoke the karaoke uh, company owner <laughs> business yeah. model yeah. is it's a lot racier than you think it would be. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, and even beyond that, they, um, they would definitely send out agents. That's how they would figure out. Um, like plants? Yeah. So there's, there's a couple of tracks that over the years, I've got a running list of songs that I'm unable to purchase. Um, and sometimes they're like, like every single ludicrous song except for fantasy is available for karaoke. So like, but sometimes they're only available through that company. And I would have some nights that people would come out and ask for like three songs, all of which were only produced by that company. And then they wouldn't pick another song and they would leave. That's so funny. I love the idea that you like you're in on it with like you like you and like your server, your bartender have a code. Like it's like obvious that there's like, a karaoke like yeah. agent in the crowd and like they're not drinking. Um. So, okay. So you basically went from like a regular to like doing like, DJing and like already had this huge love of karaoke yeah. so like do you think I mean and you still every what's your DJ, what's your karaoke DJ name please Tommy, tell me again Tommy Two Shoes Tommy Two Shoes yeah. I mean whenever I see you at Ye Rustic which is where Brooke and I frequent uh which is your night your karaoke night um to DJ you're always in the best mood how long have you been doing it there at you uh eight eight years there um six years as high ho karaoke so wow 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 so ye rustic is a is a great little dive bar it is super eclectic but it's also kind of a sports bar and it's also it's in los feliz which is like it's a it's a grab bag of people that live in los feliz you could certainly say 
Um, what's the feel like there? And what's it like to be a karaoke DJ in a weird dive bar when you have all <laughs> sorts of people coming at you from all angles? I, I'll give you a great example of what it's like to be before I answer the other ones. Um, I don't know if y'all remember a couple of years ago, uh, someone posted, there was some like on ongoing thing online where it was like, hey, by the way, on Facebook, you've got a folder in your inbox that is messages that that you need to approve to come to you. I don't remember that. That was, well, that, yeah, that was, was my. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was basically these messages that was like, hey, uh, Andrea, I want to send you this message, but I don't know any of your friends. So it went to the certain folder and then you would have to look at that folder and approve that message to come to you. Sure. And, and, and so a lot of people went in there and saw that, you know, it was either like their unrequited crush was like sending them a message. But in my case, it was a bunch of messages from TMZ and a bunch of other companies trying to pay me a ton of money because Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart were at my karaoke several nights, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like that kind of crap. So, you know, ton of celebrities that come through that are just trying at that place to not be noticed by anyone and to drink, you know, Chief Jamison, eat some wings and sing and, and sing a song by wings, you know, <laughs> like, um, so it's got that vibe, but it's also, uh, I, I've got so much affinity for this place. It just smells fried, but it's comfortable. I, uh, as a fact, got on my knee and proposed to my wife there. Uh, <laughs> she, 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 had to uh, coerce me to get on my knee in that filthy, filthy place because uh, <laughs> I probably had to throw those pants away. But yeah, we um, I was hosting on a Tuesday night. We were talking about someone that had just gotten engaged and she said, when are we going to do that? And I said, what, get married? And she said, yeah. And I told her, I'm not working on Thursday, which was true. I was working at Mohawk Bend uh, on Wednesday night and Friday night. And that was it. And uh, she said, oh, you can't propose to me without getting on your knee. So I had to kneel on the floor of you rested. And you guys got married two days later? Yep, in Vegas. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to say that is that is like my dream proposal. Uh, I'm very jealous. Your wife is so lucky. Um, that is just because it's like there are these like red vinyl half moon booths, mm -hmm. which is one side of the rustic. And a Andrea and I always try and get the one closest to you, unfortunately, um, whenever we're there, because I, I like to sit on top of the booth, booth usually after my fourth uh, really stiff bourbon drink. I'm up there. I yeah. start to climb. The climbing yeah. begins. You have to be first in line for like all the row of high fives that happen for this. Whoever's right. just exactly. like kill the song. basically. Yeah. Exactly. Because you run a karaoke room that's supportive where I feel like you okay. have really great uh, regulars who get hyped. And that's my favorite kind of karaoke is when you're like being a hype person for the person on stage. Um, and there's like only one person who I just kind of traditionally have had funny drunk, you know, beef with, but um it's not even real, you know? I just think he's caught me making fun of him behind his back a few times yeah. um, because if the attention's not on me, uh, <laughs> right. even though he, uh, yeah, the, the alcohol I mean, and attention and karaoke. Like, it turns, he's a very ego-driven sport, I think is first and foremost. Like, it, yeah. Or it's an escapism for to be someone else that you want to be, you know? But, but, but you know, to, to your comment on the support of it, I mean, that's, that's a huge focus for us, uh, for, for me, and then for any of my hosts that I hire, I mean, you you get what you give out as far as, you know, singers go. So if you're literally up there 
and you get nothing back and then someone that's not paying attention not clapping or giving you shit comes up to sing a song like you know that that's not a way to get this to get a night really grooving or fun for anyone so so i always encourage it no matter what it's like even if you're having a conversation great but like you're in this room for karaoke you haven't left yet you haven't moved elsewhere so like be supportive clap for each other who cares if they can't sing who cares if they can't dance that's not the point of any of it absolutely coming from a bartender server perspective i personally have never been a server or a bartender at a place that's had karaoke you haven't i haven't that's lunacy i know I know. That, yeah, I, I was going to say it was it was a huge mistake on this bar's part uh, in Bushwick, Brooklyn, a long time yeah. ago, but I took a job. Um, it was a very short-lived career where I was going to run, like, their Thursday night karaoke. I was just like, yes, they had um, just $100 cash for me that they paid me out of the drawer as much as I wanted to drink, and I got to run karaoke. Um big mistake uh, <laughs> letting me be in charge uh also they had these like hanging rattan like those cocoon chairs you know what i'm saying yeah. that kind of like spin and so like when it wasn't my turn i'd just keep drinking and crawl into <laughs> one of those cocoon chairs but with my mic live and i as i'd be like spinning around just also Whoa. sort of singing with them even though i wasn't invited because they were wireless mics and i would love I if mean, it was wired and you're just like spinning 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 and and the clientele was just like it's- girl no (laughs) bitch we gonna cut you do not interrupt you know like that and I was just like what I used to do karaoke killed the cat and everyone sings together and it's so fun and they were all like it is my time to shine and like everyone flipping out and I was let go after three shifts yeah I mean, if you guys are getting, and if you know, if you're getting your karaoke feels on right now, I think that there's all the, there's kind of a lot of unwritten rules when it comes to karaoke, you know, I, I wasn't or, or, reading the room. Or sometimes I wasn't written. actually written. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in like, I mean, so that's kind of like my, my late night kids have just fallen asleep. I'm reading like karaoke forums. <laughs> like that's, that's my go-to, my deep, my deep dives. But yeah, we've got, I mean, karaoke Reddit. Yeah, there's actually, there's a, uh, a, a gentleman named Matthew Givens who runs a really big, like, LA Karaoke Association page. He also does one for the Inland Empire. He's, I, I mentioned his name just because he's like thanklessly given a lot of work to like building this community um, in, in Southern California for karaoke. So big ups to him. But like, it's really nice to have other KJs and super big enthusiasts like just nerd out with each other and like, you know, memes that only our small group of people would understand. <laughs> oh, no. I, would, uh, I would get it. Like, yeah, I fully yeah. understand who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as a customer, I get it. I fall into certain categories <laughs> that you guys probably gloriously, you know, you have us all... Um, you know, you have character types for all of us. Oh, yeah. We are all stereotypes <laughs> of different horrible factions of humanity. And but okay. re- revisiting the being a bartender or a server during a karaoke night, can we applaud these humans first of all? Oh yeah, um, of course. For putting up with, you know, not always the best singing. Um, people who sit, you don't get much turnover on a karaoke night. You get you get water and tea drinkers too. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. Yeah. We, I mean, I've got I've got one at Neurostic that's been a regular for a good three, four years, and she does not drink. 
She does She's not. Like, she does, hopefully she, she tipped well. She does not order food. She does mm-hmm. not drink. And she does not tip. She does not do anything. So, uh, is but. Lady, is it the miser lady that sings like not, Okay. I am not. He's not. I know, but I was just going to say it's the Led Zeppelin lady. Anyways, you don't Led have Zeppelin to disclose. Lady. She's dope. Anyway, that's, you know, in some, you know, were, were it someone that was not supportive or that was not getting other people mm-hmm. to get in there and, and feel comfortable doing it, then, then of course, there's no merit and you got to go. But um, I've been on both sides of it. I've, I've, I've bartended at places that have karaoke. I've obviously hosted multiple times. I've also done both at the same time. Um, which, which yeah. is really fun. That's some hidden, that's some hidden cove shit right there. Um, mm-hmm. My one of my uh, longtime friends and 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 uh, karaoke cohorts, the Swedish thing. Um, he and I co-bartended and hosted at the same time, um, which is great and can only be done with people that know the songs really well because you're in the middle of shaking something, yeah. and and you know that the outro for this song is 25 seconds, and you've got this much time to rinse this out open the dishwasher, go over here, place this drink down and then say, and that was, you know. Like, and then at the same time, you have to have like, like songs on deck in your brain. Oh, yeah. already. Like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Now, if you already, you know, we've already talked so much about like having to be the biggest multitasker in the world to be a bartender, be a server. Yeah. But yeah, add karaoke DJ on top of it. I fucking take that challenge. I would take that. I got, I mean, this is probably like the most, like if I were able to, calculated down to the tips per minute i got tipped the most ever by placing the the microphone i was singing out of into my shirt while with two hands opening two different taps into two two different beers pouring them and then delivering while them. singing so, yeah Tom, that is this, is, this is why you're a legend. <laughs> so happy. Tommy Two Shoes. Well, this is all you can do when you've got like a fully unsexy body this is like how you make money <laughs> so it's like i'm good with it you got to use the girls, you know? <laughs> that was impressive. Uh, so, and just so you guys know, if you didn't already, you can you can tip your karaoke DJ and you should mm-hmm. tip your karaoke DJ. You know what made the the absolute difference was uh, not being a Luddite. Uh, as soon as I was like, I accept tips via Venmo, I started making three times more wow you, you get all the people that you thought were totally bullshitting you and always said i don't have cash i'll get you next time that would be like here's for the last eight months totally 100 bucks so thank smart. you I and feel it's like, like oh you meant it to be like load up at the beginning of the month and then mm-hmm. like these are this is my all apologies like tip right money for them <laughs> i also don't i also don't expect i mean like like you're saying even in bushwick like years ago you you were making probably 25 bucks an hour and free mm-hmm. drinks to do mm-hmm. something really fun. Like, I don't even really care if you tip me. But, yeah. like, but I think too, though, you know, it's like you, it. are, you are at a job and, and I am so fine with like, you know, you, uh, you have like the little, um right? You have like a little tip jar. Like, you know, you yeah. come up, throw yeah. something in there. Like you should absolutely have a tip jar. Yeah. It's also a nice reminder. Like, but you also fun. have that great like boss, like manager mentality, but because you own a business and you have other employees and like yeah. you want them to get tipped. And you want them to, you oh, know. I'm, I'll always be the one to shout out other people prior, you know, like, you know, especially if I'm bartending at, say, you, I mean, if I'm hosting at E-Rustic, I mean, I'm every, like, clockwork, every 20 minutes, I'm saying, make sure you're tipping by name, your servers, this person, this person, this person, mm-hmm. with always. something with something unique to say about us so that people are actually paying attention to what you're saying, you know, like, and and I would never in my life say, 
and you must tip me. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if, if I posted for like three, four hours and I got a dollar in there, I might say, and if you got anything left, but you know, like the whole point is to make sure you're taking care of your service staff because they're taking care of you all night. And I think that if people are hearing you do that, they appreciate your graciousness and they'll throw some money your way too. Absolutely. And I think too, so do you have a good working relationship? Because cause the, the staff at Ye Rustic on Tuesdays is typically, you know, for any months, months long stretches, it's, I've seen the same faces like behind the bar. In, the, behind the bar. Uh, the, behind the bar. The service I, staff is a rotating clown car. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll learn their name if they've been there for three weeks, because otherwise sure. it's someone I've never seen before. But outside of their... Um, Friday, Saturday night, like bar back, bartender guy, Rick, the super tall dude. I'm their longest tenured employee, which is hilarious to me. Wow, yeah. wow. And so I get thanked with things like uh, this past year when I said uh, in May, I said, here's your invoice. It's been eight years that I've been here. I'd love to do some kind of party, um, you know, to commemorate. What are you thinking? And then just never got a reply. <laughs> yeah. What I think is fun is that like um, people always have their favorite karaoke spots, but then it's like you have your second place and your third place, you sure. know, if, if you're a fan, which is, is always really fun. You know, I swear to God, there must've been weeks when I was really, really deep in a K hole. I'll say that uh, where I would, I would go karaoke up. Is, to that, like is that karaoke in, a, in, Kore yeah. in Koreatown? So it's uh, like oh. the, the double, K, the double K hole. I thought a K-hole is just like what you're in when you do ketamine, right? That's what that's, but yeah. Karaoke, just, ketamine, Koreatown. Koreatown. Yeah. You're just deep, you're deep, deep in the underbelly <laughs> of Koreatown doing karaoke. I mean, that's a whole, I mean, Koreatown karaoke or anywhere where you have a high Asian population. Sure. Whether it be Korean, Japanese, like Chinese. Fil Filipino. Like, yeah, Filipinos, like karaoke is insane in that part of the world. I encourage you to look up two articles, um, Wikipedia. Uh, one is just look up Hiro Kara, H-I-R-O-K-A-R-A, okay. which is, which is um, single person karaoke. Um, there's a big, there's a big fad. Uh, and in uh, uh, Japan specifically, there's a lot of rooms for just one person to go in and do marathon sessions. The yeah. other one to the other one to the, the other one to immediately look up is uh, is also something I show to someone every time after they have sung "My Way" by Frank Sinatra. Look up "My Way Killings." <laughs> it's it's four murders related to the singing of the song "My Way" <laughs> at, at at karaoke. Wow. I might, I might also pass this tip on to my favorite murder. <laughs> I do like, I do love a, a single serving size karaoke room. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so the eventual goal, like we, we've got this, this company, Hi-Ho Karaoke that is focused on the East side of LA and we've got these recurring bar gigs, which, which are awesome because of, you know, the recidivism of, of having these, but also it's a great way to keep the business expanding. It's basically like getting paid to advertise. So mm -hmm. whether that's to get a new night or whether that's to do a private party, wedding, whatever it is, um, it's awesome. But there is an eventual role in sight with all of this. And that is kind of a combo of like what you were talking about in Koreatown and the obsession in some of those rooms, private rooms, that kind of stuff, is to do a place in LA called the House of Hi-Ho. 
So the idea would be you have a couple of booths where people can do their private karaoke. You have a small room where you can get five people in there. You've got a medium-sized room with 15 people. You've got a large room with 25 people. You then also have a large bar. You have a stage with live band karaoke. You can also do normal karaoke whenever you want to. And then also you have a recording studio where the live band also records tracks for you and you license them and then you can sell those online so you can get some of these deeper indie cuts or these tracks that have kind of fallen through the cracks over the years, like Weezer's El Scorcho or uh, My Name is Jonas, Why Aren't Those Produced? You know, tracks like that. Um, and and other KJs, you know, I sound weird by specifically naming those, but other KJs will be like, oh yeah, that's a track I've been looking for for years. Um, you know, and when you're not using it for that, you can just use it as a normal recording studio. So this is like the eventual goal that I'm gonna... I have t- I have tears in my goddamn eyes <laughs> dream of yours. So uh, now so now just tell All Star Lands and Eagle Rock that they should sell the place to me. Yeah, okay. All right. Because I saw I was like, what is he up to? Oh man, I want it. Um, I mean, God, that could be like what that's like the that's like the best Chuck E. Cheese ever. Right. And where are you gonna do? You're gonna do it in like Nashville or in Austin or in LA. I mean it's gotta be one of those like music destination cities. Where like, you know, if you were visiting from the Midwest to LA, you're going to do like the Walk of Fame and then you're going to go to the House of Hi-Ho because you got to do this, this song that, you know, oh my God, they got this like sunny day real estate karaoke track that I've been wanting to do for my whole life. That's and incredible. I, you know, like that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know, I swear to God, if I'm not putting any more positive energy and obviously we'll, we will reopen and yeah. it's going to yeah. take time. This, this dream will become a reality. Like, oh, it, I, mean, I mean, it will, like I'm already, you know, like you know, between the bar and between the connections I've made in that industry and that world and the people I know that whether they're lawyers, whether they're bar owners, that kind of stuff, you know, this is my life now, but then also very much karaoke thing. And I'd mentioned that gentleman earlier, uh, Matthew Gibbons and how he's kind of, done well for like the altruism of the karaoke scene i've tried to do the same thing at least on the east side we've done a couple you guys know about the the east side karaoke collaborations please stop believing is the yeah, name. yeah yes you know but like the idea would be to get all of these other people that own all these companies to bring their best regulars you know it's, it's this this city and i feel the same way with the bars this city is so big that even if my karaoke place is a half mile away from your karaoke place there are so many people in that half mile that we don't have to compete. And it's, and it's so much more fun if we don't. Absolutely. The more the fucking merrier to sing your heart out. I just want to see this business happen. I want to see Brian Lucas, like running around like a weird sound engineer there for you. I want, I want Brooke and I to do shows there. I want us to be a part of your dream. Or I mean, and so many other people like, and there's a, there's a lot of like already great, uh, live band karaoke happening. Um, I love live band karaoke yeah. so much. Like in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. um, which is at Radio Radio's really good. Yeah, Lincoln's also a huge college town. Um, I don't know if they still play, but Duffy's was it at Duffy's? This great bar in like downtown. They had a live karaoke band called Shit Hook. Nice was the name of the band, <laughs> and I mean, amazing. It was I and like if you were good and you could sing, the band would be like yeah and they'd be like stay up here and do another one do another one like 
and then they would pick what you sang and you'd fucking crush that too those memories are incredible we get we get spoiled here too specifically in los angeles and and the other music music cities i mentioned as well because you've got these guys that are you know probably session players that Mm -hmm. then are just like oh by the way i also played bass on a on a live band karaoke and so you end up getting these like super great performative outstanding sounding groups can i give a shout out to uh graham and casual encounters Mm. Uh, casual encounters karaoke they've got like four different bands they do live band their catalog's huge and they also like cue it up with the lyric screen and they have a pedal um that one of the band members is playing so even if you mess up a lyric and have to start you don't have to like skip over it they'll just wait for you until you're ready and the lyrics sync for whenever you're ready to go it's it's so cool that's really smart yeah because i mean aside us like our good friend julian villard who's a a piano karaoke you know sid gold's request room all that stuff like that he's he's the only performative um guest we've had in the service industry and i mean that's a whole other beast as you get every broadway nerd showing up with sheet music which thank god you don't have to deal with someone showing up with sheet music <laughs> for you to play on the piano but no they'll, they'll, they'll show up with their own tracks though sometimes i know we had a little thing at, at at the bar when i was just managing it before we owned it um that was uh, a rotating piano player that would do dueling pianos and then a nice. drummer to accompany them too so like they're literally just taking requests all night and like jamming on it and grooving on it and like the encyclopedic knowledge of these people and like you know and and to just shift seamlessly from this song because it happened to end with a g into this one because it begins with, yeah it's just like it's I know incredible it's real. it's really so fun it's such a privilege to be yeah, I, I I feel very lucky to know you to be yeah. in your little crew. Um, clearly, I'm a like I'm like yeah, I'm I'm a nut. I'm a fucking nut about uh, karaoke. Like it's all of my dreams that didn't come true can be played out in a bar. I mean, and not only that, just as you know, having your own karaoke DJ business, being a bar manager, being like a bartender for so long, and now like owning your own bar and wanting to bring in. Um, to karaoke amazing djs like the permanent record psychedelic night guys are insane you know live music comedy for you to like constantly be taking your venue and like elevating the experience that people have at your business is i love it so much it's, it's, always cura- curating. it's curation and it's awesome i love yeah. i love being able to do that i mean there's, yeah. there's there's no reason to live in a city this awful for as long as you do if if, if it's not to like collect awesome people I mean, I truly, I truly never pined more to be out and doing karaoke and having fun at a bar than I like have during this whole time and like this very moment. Yeah. 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 So that's another like one of the deep dives on, on those four, like karaoke forums and that kind of stuff. It's us all just saying, you know, like we know this is coming back, but this is, this is the last thing that comes back. Everybody knows that singing on Zoom is the worst idea ever. <laughs> with Bolta Bar and obviously with karaoke mm-hmm. too, I, I never feel comfortable say, putting a GoFundMe or anything like that out there because these are for-profit businesses. It, right. You know, I want you to support staff and that kind of stuff. All, mm-hmm. all that I ask and all that other business owners that do this stuff ask is just do it in droves as soon as you can again. You know, like 
we don't we don't expect no. anything in the meantime but just no. as, as soon as you can be back in bars as soon as you can be back at karaoke do it all the time as often yeah. as you can in in your in your limited window where yeah. you're allowed in there with yeah. eight other people <laughs> yeah yeah but do it you know if you get a window but do, do it. it yeah yeah 100 percent um well thank awesome. you so much for for being here and please keep us you know we're always looking to pass along new information to our listeners about what's happening, how small business uh, support is going for you. So keep us in the loop, man. Of course. And thank you for caring. And thank you for both being awesome and, oh my God. and doing this. As always, it was awesome talking to Tom. Uh, he's just, yeah, he's been through it all, Andrea. And we might just for fun have to do a little bonus mini like I said, of our karaoke tales. I mean, I would be super into that. I probably, I would probably want to um, also sing karaoke at the time, which I think, I think we can probably set up. I don't know, maybe, who knows? Well, uh, let, let's pick a date. I, I already have some top 10 karaoke stories of just me being terrible i might have an old table i can just break here at my house um definitely it's too bad i'm not in new york city anymore because uh post karaoke one night i was jumping and wrestling on a oh god i can't even say it a mattress that was in the street that someone had thrown <laughs> and we were so drunk we thought it was so funny we're like we're we're bed bugs. We're getting them. And we kept screaming it. And people were walking by and taking pictures of us. I mean, Anyways. And if you guys have any fun karaoke stories, if you've ever worked at a karaoke bar, if you've ever had to bartend or serve, or even if you and your coworkers like descended on karaoke nights, like post shift, we want to, I want to hear about all these things. We're missing it big time. Thanks. All for right. Listening. Well, as yeah. always. Yeah. Godspeed and uh, good Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.